0: at
1: LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
0: You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make a play to stop this draft. That last one, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. And the pass is picked up, It picks off. the have taken him.
1: We're ready to drive it right down the field. Third and seven, Matt Moore. That's time. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with the Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show. All the way from across the pond, here
0: are your hosts, Biff Sweeney and Richard Tinley Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 181. I'm your host, Biff Sweeney, and I'm joined here by my good friend, draft tech analyst, Rich Tinley. How's it going, Rich?
1: Yeah, all good, Ian. Uh, just, uh, we have, obviously, the most recent news is Derek Carr is uh, a New Orleans Saints and is obviously off the market for the New York Jets. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, there'll be probably a lot more quarterback talk this week. <laughs> Never wanted them anyway. <laughs> oh well, uh, I definitely didn't, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, other news um, around uh, the Jets today: the Jets restructured tight end uh, Uzama and uh, converted four point five million dollars. Of his uh, salary into bonus and cleared up 3.6 million in cap space. So it looks like the Jets are now, I think, uh, three, four, four and a half million in cap at the moment. So I can see, well, probably in the next week you might see a couple of cuts. You might see uh, Mosley getting restructured and maybe Tomlinson.
1: Yeah, and Tomlinson is a really big cap fit this year. Yeah, 15. Yeah, I, 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 CJ Mosley as well, like I think he's 21 and a bit, so you'd kind of like to see both those cap figures coming down to just give uh, people the kind of opportunity to be, uh, you know, on the radar come free agency because, you know, like um, we still kind of need to fix the O-line for me and, yeah, I think like you know a decent free agency uh, free safety if they became available and wanted to join it. the Jets defense, I think could have a big impact. So you know, like you'd like to have some money to spend in free agency to threaten a couple of different areas, and then I, I assume linebackers are going to be a need as well because uh, both our linebackers are free agents, and yeah, we're going to obviously need to have a look at maybe. Replacing them with somebody quite similar, or I, I doubt both will be brought back, Williams and Alexander, because I'm sure after how both played last year on the cheap, they kind of want to be paid a bit more this year, and you know that's probably fair. I think uh, somewhere in the maybe six to eight million range is probably a fair price for for Williams, and maybe five to six for Alexander at his age is probably not a bad figure either, but. It, yeah, I think even at those prices, they're just kind of too much for us because we don't have a lot of cap and we could do it spending it elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering, Rich, um, have you ever listened to the Joe Panino, I think that's how you pronounce his name, podcast, Oh, the pain it's called? Um, I listened to it there today. and It was an interview with Joe, uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala, and Robert Sala, you, your man was basically interviewing like a normal Jets fan, intelligent Jets fan would interview a head coach, and he asked him tough questions, and like fair play to Robert Sala, he was honest in his in his answers. But he mentioned Beckton and he mentioned that Beckton has got down to the weight that he was when he was uh, in the draft, selected in the draft. And seemingly he said that he's changed his representatives and um, he looks like a different person altogether than he was in the last two years, which is a good thing. And then he talked about um, Jets' uh, running back, Brees Hall and AVT how they're in the gym and they're working out big time now and they're looking great they're on track big time so that's good news with three players coming off you know that ended up on IR during the season and they're you know three key players like if Becton comes back to the player we all thought he was going to be that's a big plus for the Jets offensive line and then also mentioned during the week that uh, Brown the left tackle for the Jets. He he's coming back healthy because he had surgery um and he played through a serious injury all season. So the the offensive lines, you know, it's uh, I think from what I'm hearing off the Jets for a hit Brad, the um, Joe Douglas and Salah, they're going to work big time this year on the offensive line. And for me, it it all starts in round one. That selection is either um, an offensive tackle or round two. Get Sch- Schmitz, the center. Is round two? That's the guy I want.
1: Sorry, and just going back to the three guys that Salah mentioned. Yeah, like um. You're going to have quite a big difference in the run game with Becton, and uh, Tucker and and Brees Hall available. Like um, while for me there was still a few question marks over his pass blocking, I I, I don't think there was any that <laughs> with Becton's, uh run blocking ability and and Tucker the same. To be fair, like I think he's a quite a mauler and, and a mobile guy that kind of opens up the opportunity, you know, to to get a couple of sweep plays and stuff like that going and toss plays and you know, getting it, both them guys out in space are, are are dangerous in the run blocking game. So yeah, like that having them three guys back and fully fit will be a great addition to the offense. Like that's that's three of eleven positions that like are locked up with like three serious players. As I said, if Beckett does come back to his and um, kind of reaches his potential now at this stage, yeah, we we still kind of consider him young, but like yeah, like. It's getting to the stage where Beckton, we're going to have to make it a decision on his future fairly soon. Like, I think this could be year four, so which means yeah. we have to be kind of looking at uh, whether we will take up the fifth year option. Like, uh, you look at the Giants, they didn't take up the fifth year option with Daniel Jones, and you know, they probably should have. It would have saved them quite a few quid, I think. Uh, Obviously, they probably would have paid it eventually uh, if dug got, but like they would have had an extra cheap year with Jones. I think would have been about twenty-three million uh, uh, this year had they uh, given him the fifth-year option, and maybe actually a little bit less than that. But um, yeah, I think yeah, Jones. I think I think sorry. Jones, after getting a three-year
0: deal during the week, and it's, I think it's forty-five, forty million a year, or. Yeah, I thought exactly. it was something along the lines of huge four years, hundred and sixty million or something like that. Gino got locked up for three years, but like that, it's basically a two-year deal. It's front-loaded. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well done to Gino. So like, um, kind of, you know, the writing was on the wall from here for quite a while, and. Uh yeah, it's nice to see, like I suppose it's a great example to kind of never give up, isn't it? And he's finally got paid and rewarded. Now I think uh because of it, Seattle probably slips further back into obscurity again because there's a lot of cap gonna be allocated to Gino over the next couple of years in comparison to what he was last year, I think was three or three point five million. So yeah, like best of luck to all the guys getting paid. I, I, I just think every guy that kind of gets paid makes it easier for a team with a, with a rookie quarterback or like one of those cheaper quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. And then other news is the Jets um, got permission from Green Bay to talk to Aaron Rodgers. A day day later, they were out in California meeting for talks with Aaron Rodgers. So there was Woody Johnson, there was uh, Joe Douglas, who was the, Offensive coordinator Hackett and Robert are all meeting with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, nothing's imminent, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers likes to take his time. But like that, it seems like Aaron Rodgers was the number one target all along and they're going big time um, for Aaron Rodgers at the moment. But like that, if they bring in Aaron Rodgers, that's a lot of cap gone. If to, you know, try and get capped out of the team this year, um, what are they going to give up for Aaron Rodgers? God knows. Um, and the other thing is, how long is he going to play for the Jets? Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two years? Um, and then you have the question mark over Zach uh, Wilson at the moment. Like, what do the Jets do? And like that, I mentioned that podcast a few minutes ago. And Robert Sello was asked about Zach and he said, look, Zach, it'd be a shame to throw him away because he's such a talented, talented young young player at 23. So they're going to work with him in the background. Um, And that's why uh, I think they're going to push big time to get Aaron Rodgers in. So
1: Wilson can work in the background with him. I think uh, this is what uh, uh, happen, uh, uh, probably shows all that is wrong with the Jets, because as much as you say that Rogers was the plan all along, I actually heard kind of the opposite, that uh, from a GM and head coach perspe- perspective, they both preferred Derek Carr. Uh, the one that actually prefers uh, Aaron Rodgers is, of course, our owner. Yeah. So, again, if he's the one pulling the strings, then it really doesn't matter who we have as head coach or GM because this guy, is, he doesn't know football. Like, he, you know, if he's gone after Aaron Rodgers, he, he's still stuck in the past where it was like having a franchise quarterback was the way to kind of reach a Super Bowl, whereas now we see regularly enough every year almost. Somebody on a rookie contract is the ones that are getting to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's a it's kind of frustrating to kind of see like stuff like that being reported, where you know it seems like the jobs like and we who we apportion blame to like oh it's the head coach's fault we only won eight games this year or it's the GM's fault we only won six it's. The book kind of stops with the owner the whole time, doesn't it? Like, you know, and I think this is kind of another example of it. Um In terms of the Rogers, like, I, I kind of have my fingers crossed that the man retires, if, if I'm being honest. Because, uh, like, I kind of want Aaron Rodgers. The best The best thing Aaron Rodgers could do for the Jets is retire. If you know you're going to have fans saying like, "Oh, he still wants to win. If he wants to win, and he will win a Super Bowl with the Jets. If he comes here and and takes a two million contract a year, he'll win a Super Bowl with the New York Jets. If he's that interested, he's I'm sure he's earning enough money now at this stage. You know, like two million is still a lot of money. It's a lot of money to us. Uh, get it's not a lot of money in terms of value, but you could be guaranteed that Rogers would be one of the favorites to win a Super Bowl. On a two million cap hit, yeah, he's not. Gonna, uh, you know, yeah, another new about the money and, you know, you you're bringing a you're bringing a, a QB that's more interested in being paid than winning, and that's kind of the reality of all those free agents because they all want to, you know, it's like a kind of a pissing contest for for men. They want to like get what they feel their value is and what they worth. They kind of don't grasp that. You know, if they took it a little bit less, it might actually be easier for them to, to become successful.
0: Yeah, and in other news, the Underpants Olympics was on last weekend, and the Jets met up with uh, Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, which um, for me, not that it surprised me, but I think the Jets are... Um, they're pulling in a lot of strings. Um, there's a lot of smoke going on with the Jets. You've got the Aaron Rodgers. You had the Car. Now you've got Richardson. Um, I think the Jets are going to, tr- from my point of view, the Jets are trying to get teams to get more interested in their quarterbacks so a player will either slip to them or they'll have a trade partner so they can trade back. That's what I'm hoping
1: well, I would see potentially like a planned sort of C option, if you get me. Like if uh, the Jets don't really get anybody in free agency to be a starting quarterback next year, I think there's plenty of options, like you know, potential options that come in cheap and can help us potentially then fix the O-line and things along those t- uh, sort of sort of areas of the f- team that need to be fixed. So I, I would feel maybe they're looking at him as if he fell to us at 14, he does become an option if we don't have anybody else but I kind of see it as that been potentially as far as that goes, now if it was a case of a kind of a Geno Smith thing where um, he fell to the Jets in round two, uh, which to, to be fair is probably where I think he should be drafted, you know he's going to probably be drafted on his physical attributes and what he showed at the Combine, yeah, I mean, so that I probably put some well, like he he played less college games than Mark Sanchez, and Mark Sanchez wasn't NFL ready when he came into the league. No. Like it, that's why I'm saying if you drafted him in round two, I wouldn't have a problem drafting him in round two, and I'd sit him for a year. You know, like if if you had somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or somebody like that, a one year cheap stopgap that you could, you know, put the year down to. We're not like trying to improve the QB position, but we're going to try and improve the O line. The run game so that when he does come in in year two to start that you've got like a lot of good things around them that gives him the opportunity, the best opportunity to, to succeed. You know, yeah. like you look at Darnell and all those guys, they weren't really given like the sort of things around them to succeed. Everything was like a stumbling block, was a hurdle, was an excuse. We we fixed the O-line this year. I think that's kind of the the best way forward for the Jets and in terms of like long term as well, like when you look at like the likes of your Rogers options and stuff like that, yeah, you, you may have them for one season and God knows what you're giving up. I think, yeah, if we go cheaper, if he did fall around too, and I think the Jets may look at drafting a quarterback this year as well. Like, uh, if White's not brought back, obviously, depending on what free agents we've signed by then, but I don't think there's going to be any rush to be bringing the likes of White in or. But you could probably get somebody quite similar still available in July or August, well after the draft. So I think they may look at a few options in the draft this year. It would be probably more than mid to late round pick somebody who could maybe sit for a year and stash and develop, and you know have that kind of broad body impact potentially if uh, we did fix other things around the team next year. Yeah, well, for me, it, when it comes to Richardson, he
0: is so raw and he just doesn't have enough tape for me. To splash out a first round pick because you look, the Jets splashed out a first round pick for uh, Wilson, Sanchez, and those guys weren't ready. They didn't have enough game tape or um, college experience.
1: So for me, like yourself, yeah, but none of them like, had to the start day one. In like you know what I mean? We could have sat them, but we didn't. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And like. Just because we draft another one in the fourth round doesn't mean we have to start them. And I think that's the disconnect with fans, really, is that if it makes more sense to sit a guy just like Rogers actually sat, or, you know what I mean? Uh, Mahomes, didn't he sit for a year? And um, Hortz for the Eagles sat more or less for a year. You know, like quite a lot of guys that start to develop pretty well. Like the Eagles were probably protecting him, same thing, until they got fed up, like pieces around them, like O-line. They traded for um, the wide receiver this year as well. Uh, And their O-line was, I'm nearly sure, top five this year too. So, like, you're bringing a young guy into those kind of uh, scenarios. They're great, you know, scenarios to try and find success in, whereas you look at, let's just say, the likes of the roster at Chicago, at Houston, like two bang poor teams. They're kind of the rosters the Jets had when we were drafting quarterbacks yeah. and expecting them to succeed. You know, our roster now I think is far, far better for a young quarterback to succeed. But if he needs to sit for a year to get the best out of him and for the team to develop a little bit more sort of around them as in not have a bottom five O line when he starts would be a, a nice help if we could have a, an O-line in the top 10 with the wide receivers, tight ends and run game we could potentially have with the guys we have we got a good shot at like getting really, really deep into the playoffs and potentially winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, why can't we be the Eagles? Why can't we be uh, the Seahawks when they'd Wilson or the Chiefs when they had Mahomes, you know, like, or the Rams when they had Goff? Like, they all reached Super Bowls with those young quarterbacks that, like, you know, some were extremely talented and others weren't. I know, like, the Rams didn't win a Super Bowl with Goff and now he looks like a an absolute superstar out in Detroit but yeah they kind of saw him as the guy holding them back and took the swap with Stafford and went from losing the Super Bowl with Goff to kind of winning it with more or less the same kind of roster on it and Stafford so yeah like I think I as I said like for me I would look at like the draft maybe mid-rounds for a a guy potentially uh, to kind of sit for a year but yeah, like even that kind of thing of if we did draft a guy in round one, like if it, like God forbid we'd not start a quarterback on into the draft, then QB becomes a seriously important position in the in the draft, like where it, the Jets could be nearly forced to trade up, like it. And who's to say that wouldn't happen potentially? Like you know, if one of the top three or four guys actually did start falling, which is always possible. Like you look at like. I suppose, like, Jones, nobody expected him to go five overall. You have, uh, I suppose, Josh Allen. Some people had him going maybe uh, the top 10. He, I think, fell to fourteen or 16. You, you know, like, you have guys that kind of, you think are going to be top five, top 10 guys and are not, and guys that, like, even may feel like he wasn't supposed to go first overall, if I recall yet come draft night, you know, he was issuing uh But, yeah, I suppose, like, the Jets are in a kind of a position at 14 where moving up for a young quarterback that fell, maybe to, like, let's just say eight, even if they to give up uh, second rounders to move up, you know, them five spots or a first and a second rounder next year, something like that. They may say that is actually good value, given, like, you know if they're giving up that kind of thing for Rodgers and you you have him for maybe one potentially two years that you're getting a the prospect there maybe that you've got five years with you know for giving up the same kind of draft capital well
0: for me going back to Richardson, as you said you rate him as a second round um, quarterback i do as well but on his trade, he's going to go around one to a team um, oh, makes sense, yeah uh, the other thing is, my number one quarterback in this draft is Stroud by a mile. Um, I think he could walk into a team and play
1: straight
0: away. Um, Apart from that... I'm going to
1: agree, Ian, just what I will say with Stroud, which I kind of think, it's not necessarily a negative on him, but it could kind of like... You know, you look at the core of wide receivers he's had over his time playing there. You know, like, we've all seen how good Garrett Wilson is. Like, I think there's a guy coming out this year that's probably equally as good. Uh, like, you know, I wouldn't mind even drafting him a 14, to be honest. Like, he's had, I think, four or five first-round draft picks uh, around them, like, catching the ball. So, you know, like... Well, I'm not saying it's a negative, but it could kind of explain like some of his stats, if you get me. It may not just be all him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan now of Noah Stroud. Um, apart from him, I like Hayner. But like I, I, the last couple of weeks, I've been looking at quarterbacks throughout the draft, different rounds, and I just really don't like this crop of um, quarterbacks at all. Like Will Levis, I think he's a bad, bad man's... Um, Sam Darnold, to be honest, like you look at the footwork of Sam Sam Darnold, he's not
1: accurate either. Again, I, like as I said, I think you can kind of win with an average quarterback if you fix the O line. Like I think, I think we reached the playoffs last year with Zach Wilson. Had we got like a top ten O line, I I think we probably win maybe eleven games. You know, therein lies the difference. Even with like. For me, there's at least three losses there that I, I feel had we got a good O-line. We could have turned them into wins. We could have controlled the clock more. You know, there's a, a lot of things open up when you can kind of control the offence and the time of play and not have to worry about completing a tour to nine all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I I think, think it, you know, picks, O-line lo- looks the pick, but QB could be an option, as I said, should we not, like fix that before we go in there I honestly
0: I, I, I can't see it happening in round one um, if they really really aren't sold on Zach Wilson and to bring in vet quarterback I could see them looking at Hooker as an option or Heiner apart from mm-hmm. that I just don't see uh, an NFL starting quarterback outside of round one apart from them two quarterbacks
1: But the problem with Hainer is he's six forty, he's small. Yeah, like is there any kind of um, cheap QBs, like not the kind of elite guys that you kind of look at in free agency uh, to potentially even come in as a backup? Like is there any uh, where, you know, like I kind of feel in a way the Jets almost have all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket now and if that kind of falls through for them, um, they may be kind of like bag and bin shopping <laughs> again, which, my as course. I said, I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed for because that means we can spend more cap on maybe a centre or something, in free agency, you know, and, and get a really, really good one there. Like, I know you're saying about the guy from Minnesota in round two, Schmidt, but, yeah, like, there's no guarantee he doesn't go round one, you know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the 20-25 range, and that's been honest. Yeah, well he's my number one
0: center. My number two center is the guy from uh, Nebraska. Uh, he's an absolute mammoth of a uh, um centre. Can't think of his name.
1: But uh I, I just one question Ian, like would you would you potentially like um have somebody like Sam Darnell back for like two years, shall we say? Like if we did Draft somebody in maybe round two uh, to potentially start the following year. Would you have somebody like, as I said, Dan is only twenty-five still. He's still young. He kind of knows the kind of set up a little bit, um, and he'll have a lot more weapons around them. He has a bit more experience himself. Could he be like a kind of half decent stopgap if he came in at the right price?
0: I tell you, Rich, outside of Aaron Rodgers. Um, he'd be my number one guy, Sam Darnold, and then Mike White, because mm-hmm. I don't want Beck Mayfield near the team, and Bruce. I don't like Brizier, uh, Brizzy,
1: Brissett, Brissett, Jacob, yeah, just don't like him. Yeah, I I would actually, he would be probably him and. Teddy Bridgewater, them two guys would probably be my top two. Daryl would probably be number three. Strange enough, uh, see the problem with Teddy Rich like, is he probably, can't stay fit. Yeah, uh, really look, can't. I get that, yeah, I get that. Uh, uh, that's why I would probably get up for Brissa. And like for me, Brissa, I thought looked pretty decent last year. It was uh, with with Cleveland when he was playing, and you know, like he kind of. Had the same kind of sort of standard as uh, Watson when he, when he came back. Now I know Watson had a long absence, but Watson is seen as like a top three, a top five uh, quarterback on his day in in the league. So you know that's who he's kind of matching against. Like to me, like that kind of puts Brissa in the maybe close to being top twenty range. And you know I think we can kind of win with a, a good game manager, and he could do that job. Know what he did last year so yeah he would be probably top of my list again uh, Teddy's the kind of the one with um, with the injury issues and stuff like that he's not as reliable but yeah Darnell for me wouldn't be the worst thing in the world Um, as I said like he's still young he he still could potentially actually get himself a long term Geno Smith type deal back with the club that drafted him if he comes back Uh you know
0: I'll tell you one thing. If the Jets ended up signing Sam Daryl, I think Matt over in England, it'll absolutely cry with enjoyment.
1: Well, like, uh, I would, I'd get a bit more used to my Sam Daryl jersey. <laughs> um, yeah. My daughter Lauren bought it for me and she didn't realise he had uh, left the building, shall we say, but, like, of course, you have to be polite and go, oh, that's lovely, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, I might finally get a bit of proper use out of the the Darryl jersey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh,
0: and next week's gonna be interesting anyway because the Jets have to make a few few cuts, I think, and they have to restructure a couple of big contracts. Would like that you? It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the Aaron um the Aaron Rodgers situation, and then what are they gonna do? Bringing in bodies, I can't see them doing any business in the first wave of free agency, maybe not even the second wave. I think hey, it's free agency. In. Um, sorry, when, when does free um, agency start next weekend? I think, or no, it's actually this weekend is uh tampering Saturday, I think, right.
1: So probably Tuesday so, or Wednesday. I think
0: it's I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, right. Like,
1: Very
0: good. But like that, I can't see the
1: Jets doing much business. Um, like if it was a center that they could look in, like you know, like that's obviously a glaring a hole at the minute. In um, I think in they'll the draft O-line. line. Yeah, but I don't know whether they can kind, you know, like given where the O line has ranked over the last couple of years, I think they can't kind of. Risk and just go with like a young guy has been that kind of plan A. So, yeah, like for me, that would be the position I think they would be looking at in for the agency to potentially move on if I was them, just because we, we don't technically have one. Yeah. Um uh, It's going to be interesting anyway. Right. That brings us to the
0: end of the show, guys. It's uh salon so for me. and salon so for me.